Welcome to Intuitively Being You, a podcast about all things intuition. Finding your intuition, connecting with your inner guide, and creating a life of alignment to your truth. I'm Desi, I'm here because I listen to my intuition. Thank you for listening to yours and for joining me, and I hope you enjoy this episode all about slow living. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast or welcome if you're new and joining me. It is great to have you here. Today's episode is about slow living, which has been a really big part of my journey over the last year or so as I've tried to live more from this space of inner truth and less from this space of all this energy of like, FOMO and going after things and having this kind of like a must and a have to energy behind everything. So slow living has really allowed me to tap more into what's within, which is which can be a hard place to discover if it's not how you've lived pretty much your whole life. Slow living has been this big permission slip for me to just slow way, way down to determine the value of things based on how much I enjoy them and how true they feel to me, as opposed to some outside measure of success or like some outside numbers measure normally. It's always like numbers and efficiency that we're taught to value. To me, slow living is really tied in with intuitive living in general. It's basically taking your power back and doing things, doing things from that inner point of stillness within rather than from outside pressures. This was originally a YouTube video, which I've linked below if you would rather watch it. And after recording the video, I decided I wanted to record a podcast episode because this is such a central part of my life. It's kind of like almost at the very center of how I tried to live my life recently. So yeah, I wanted to make a podcast episode on this so that there's that very important bit to me in my little podcast space. But the YouTube video really kind of summarizes it all. Like it, I've, you know, I say everything exactly pretty much how I want to say it. So I just decided to pull the audio from the video and include it as this podcast episode. So as it starts to play in a second, you'll hear everything exactly as it is in the video. So it's going to start with a kind of like ch sound as I light a candle and then I spray the room. I spray myself with this cleansing spray. And then I begin to chat about the topic. Because it was recorded on my phone, the audio isn't quite as good as it normally would be when I record on my microphone. But, you know, hopefully it doesn't take away from the value of it anyway. So without further ado, I will now let you get into the episode. I hope you enjoy and I'll see you on the other side. of a rebel, a person who rises in opposition against an established government or leader. A rebel is someone who fights authority. To rebel is to oppose or disobey one in authority or control. And my favourite definition that I found was this, 
someone who exhibits great independence in thought and action. Hi and welcome to this video. My name is Desi. Welcome if you're new. As you probably know by the title of this video, I'll be talking about slow living today. What it is, why it can be hard to start or even keep going, tips for starting your slow living journey or deepening it if you're already on that journey, and most importantly, how it's not about the speed of your life, but about the intention and energy behind your actions, choices and decisions. I've titled this video that slow living is a form of rebellion because if the established order is to always push and compete and rush and be efficient and productive, then when we do something that opposes that and when we measure our actions by our inner guide and our inner fulfillment, we are in opposition to that established authority, that established way of living. We take our power back, back within, and we stop giving away our worth and we stop determining our worth by numbers, by outside looks and outside rules. And we live by the rules of our own soul, our own heart and our own inner desires and dreams. All of us have this innate primal desire to fit in and to be liked. It's survival. In our modern day, it might seem like it's not survival that we're liked. We might think that money and a house are the things that give us stability and that help us to survive and stay alive in this life. But at this very biological level, if you go back to when we lived in tribes and communities, being liked was the only way that you could stay in the tribe and or community and then survive. So it's in our DNA to want to be liked and to want to fit in. To make this more relevant to today, we can simply think about different scientific studies that have shown that loneliness can lead to a variety of illnesses. It's actually more likely to increase the risk of death than things like alcoholism, under-exercising and obesity. There's this guy called Robert Waldinger and he did a brilliant TED talk, which I'll link below if you want to watch it, but he did a great TED talk on the longest ever study done on longevity. They looked at a variety of factors for longevity, including social economic background, um, health factors, income, jobs, all the stuff. And they found that the one fact that determined the longevity of someone and their health and fulfillment was the quality of their relationships. So it's really important to us to fit in and to feel like we're a part of a community. But to be aligned with those other people, we sometimes lose alignment with ourselves. And in this society where we are constantly asked to determine our worth and to give our power away and to make decisions based on outside rules and outside things, it's really, we kind of have to align with that thing so that we fit in, but then we lose alignment with ourselves. And when we lose alignment with ourselves, we actually lose touch with that most natural part of us that doesn't want to live in this linear, fast-paced, efficient way, but she wants to ebb and flow. Because we're like nature in many ways. We have seasons of summer and being outgoing and wanting to do loads of things and to be social. And then we have seasons of winter where we want to just sit inside, be alone, take time out 
We also have autumn where you kind of reap all the benefits of your hard work and you have spring where those new buds, those new flowers are being planted and you're at the beginning of a novel journey. It would be really crazy if we expected a flower to bloom in winter or a bear to hibernate in the summer, but that's essentially what we do to ourselves when we expect ourselves to be the exact same every day and to have this non-stop high amounts of energy, productivity and motivation. So this is kind of the backdrop that I want this video to be against. This is the backdrop that the backdrop that slow living is against. We have this innate desire to fit in and to be liked and so we want to be like society. We also though have this primal flow, this ebb and flow because we're exactly like nature. We're always going through changes, ups and downs. Um, and then slow living is basically intentional living. So it wants us to live like this nature way that I was kind of saying when I point to here and not live in this way, the societally opposed outside rules way. Slow living means you make choices based on and live with the intention stemming from your inner guide. I'm just reading some things that I wrote down earlier. The worth of things is measured not by output, time, numbers, linearity or outside approval, but how, but by how you feel inside. So this means some days you might do nothing and have nothing really to like show for yourself. You might just light a candle, read a book, listen to some music. And then other days you might be saying a full yes to like spontaneous trips and going out into the world and letting yourself be free, wild and unrestrained by any need to be inside and to have time with yourself. Importantly, slow living doesn't view one of these as better. It doesn't view the slower days as better than the more outgoing and busy days. But slow living just means that you let yourself have a balance of both and you let yourself have difference in your days. Let yourself have different energies, let yourself have different desires, different capabilities. Even if you plan for a day to be really busy, you show yourself some grace if you actually don't want to be busy and if you want to stay inside. Vice versa, if you've planned a week to be alone and to recharge, but you're actually kind of fine after two days, then you listen to that spontaneous desire, that spontaneous call, and you go out and you do things and you basically make yourself happy. You basically follow what will make you happy each and every day action by action. So slow living is being intentional and purposeful and the way we get to this, to this place of listening to our own inner guide, because it's really hard to listen to the inner guide if we've spent our whole life listening to outside voices and outside rules or maybe we have a job where we have to show up really energized and really like on it every day. The way to get to that inner stillness is one through inner work so that you can get to know your inner voice and know what that sounds like outside of other people because sometimes our thoughts get intermingled with others so we need to be able to tell what's actually ours and what's been picked up by society, culture, parents. And number two is doing practices that create inner stillness where there's more space between something coming in and your response to it. What that does is it allows us to have the thing coming in, we check in with what we want and then we respond. If there's no space between the two, we can act out of habit, out of um, survival and we basically might not think about what our inner guide even wants. So especially when we're new to slow living, if you're new to slow living, 
it's really important to do things like meditation and other things that create more stillness inside so that there's more space here between thing coming in and what you do in response to it. So as we start this journey of slow living and as we deepen into it, it's really important that we release expectations of what it looks like. So I've already spoken about how slow living isn't just living slowly, it's really primarily living from that place of inner stillness and inner guide, inner soul, whatever, you, whatever word you want to use. That means not comparing what someone else is doing and how they're slowly living um, with what you want to do and how you want to slowly live. And it also means not creating your own mind-based ideas of what slow and intentional living looks like, but being inquisitive, curious and open-minded in getting to know your inner guide and getting to know what actually works for you. You might find that your more intentional self, your inner guide, is actually really different to what you think she'll be like. So it's really important to stay open-minded, curious, and to always kind of take one step back and say, huh, what am I being shown right now? Rather than expecting what your inner guide is gonna be like and kind of putting those mind-based thoughts into it rather than being open-minded, letting the journey show you, and so on. If you're at the start of your journey, your first step might really be to slow way down. If you've had a life that most people have had, it's probably been quite fast paced. So you kind of need to like go to, let yourself go to the other extreme and slow way down, kind of catch up with yourself to undo all that fast paced living and go way slow, way kind of in before you can find your middle point. It's important to know that our, modi, uh, our, money, our body and mind might be so exhausted from living in a way that's not truly aligned with who we are that even inner work might not be the right thing to do straight away. So you might really have a few weeks of just going into like hibernation mode, reading, journaling, just being with yourself before you sign up to any like therapy or coaching or before you start a program or before you start doing some really deep shadow work on your own it's really it's really important that you show yourself grace and space if inner work isn't really calling you right now and if you feel like you actually need to rest on the other hand if you've been practicing slow living for a while you might need to go the other way maybe you've been really controlled and like pulling yourself back trying to slow down so much and now it's become like this really consciously created way of being and isn't so free and spontaneous so it might be kind of like letting it go and just taking the reins full on, telling telling yourself you can do, be whatever you wanna be. And maybe it's more about going out and living your life and celebrating life and seeing what it has to offer. I wrote something to include in this bit that I think is really important to say. And that's that you know where you're at, you know which season you're in right now, which one you need to be in. And if it terrifies you to know the answer to this, it's helpful to know that it's a season. It will be over, but we need to fully go through the season first before we can complete it and move on the other one. It's also important to note that sometimes we might be experiencing two seasons at the same time, and that's okay too. Just honestly let yourself have the answer, let your answer be revealed and then let it lead you and let it guide you on your life right now. So I already shared my two main tips for slow living. One is any sort of inner work that lets you get to know yourself more. And two is any kind of stillness practice. So that might be meditation, 
it might be yoga because you're linking mind and body you're kind of fully there you're being very grounded and present it might be something else whatever works for you it might be grounding like putting your bare feet your bare feet on the earth for five to ten minutes outside um there's loads and different ones will work for different people but apart from these two overarching ones there are some other specific tips that i think can be really useful to share the first one is reflecting on your values so this is tied to inner work but it's really specifically looking at what's important to you this will guide you in making those decisions from a place of alignment rather than from a place of giving up your power and energy and authority to other people. So what in life is important to you? What has been a hobby or an interest throughout your life? What did you like doing as a child? What would you spend more time on if you had more time on your hands? What do you spend your money on? What do you feel like you will always spend loads of money on like that one thing where you're like i don't care how expensive it is i'm just gonna go and buy and get that thing because it's that important to me these can all be clues for our values if we can't quite find them by just like the simple question of oh what are my values these things can really help you to reflect and find your values my second tip is practice creating boundaries so I've spoken a lot about how it's important that we kind of cut the cords between others and ourselves, society and ourselves, so that we can come into our own energy and our own alignment. So practicing creating boundaries is gonna be really key to that. Many of us struggle to slow down because we're so meshed with other people, jobs, expectations. So creating boundaries and space from others, releasing people pleasing so that you can come into yourself is really going to help you to live more intentionally and live more slowly. Tip number three is tune into your body. What signs, what messages is your body sending you? Do you physically feel tired, achy, heavy? Or do you feel like you actually have a lot of energy that you need to like go and get out, maybe go on a long, long walk, maybe go on a run? Our body has so much wisdom for us. And when we're on this journey of living intentionally, it's really key that we don't live just from the mind, but we let our body lead us as well. Meditation and yoga can really help to improve and strengthen that mind-body connection and awareness. And also doing an inner inquiry of where you feel your feelings physically. This is something that my therapist taught me. Um, when you have a feeling come up, like where do you physically feel it, what's its texture, how, how is it presenting itself to you right now, that can really help us to know that our feelings are actually in our body, they're not just like these things in our mind just swirling around. My final two tips are especially going to be useful for people who feel like tuning into their inner guide isn't really easy right now and they're going to offer you some outside inspiration for living more intentionally and slowly. So number one, which is tip number four in total right now, um, is live more seasonally. Check in with the season that's in the country where you're in right now. So internally, you might feel like you are in a season of summer. You might feel like you have loads of energy, but outside it might be winter. So check in if, if and how that's affecting your inner world and your inner feelings and energy levels. And if you find that actually you're kind of running on, running on empty and you're actually not in the season of summer that you thought, then maybe you actually need to be in winter. So we can use the actual seasons, out, seasons outside as a guide for how we might be feeling inside. 
where I am right now, we're about to go into autumn. So for me, it might feel good to slow down, to free up my schedule, to also reflect on the experiences that I've had in the summer. I've had quite a busy summer. So autumn can be a season of really reaping your harvest and taking some time to integrate and reflect on everything that's been going on in the summer. If you do like yoga, then you know that at the end of most classes, there's a shavasana and shavasana is there. Basically, you just lie down for like five minutes or something. Um, shavasana is basically there to integrate and fully like let the effects of the practice settle in before we go on to the next thing. We're not like just doing our yoga class and then rushing on to driving. We're taking that time in between to integrate let everything settle, pull everything in, and then we carry on with our day. My final tip is exploring lunar living. This means you follow the moon cycles and you kind of go through like this 28 day period. It's similar to seasonal living really, but it's you kind of go through the four seasons in the span of like four weeks. The way that lunar living works is that a new moon is a time of renewal and reflection. So we kind of might have an evening of sitting alone at home, journaling, setting our intentions for the new moon cycle. And then for two weeks, as we build up to the full moon, we're like getting everything starting, started pulling things together, starting the projects, starting the new ways of being. Um, at the full moon is this really big buildup of energy and it's it's kind of like our summer essentially we might feel like we're like bursting with energy we might feel like things are really like come to a head and we just need to like release so at the full moon we reflect and release and let go and then the final two weeks before the next new moon cycle we finish up everything we pull everything together we tidy things up before it's the new moon again and we start again the astrological signs of where the moon is can help you as well so every time there's a new moon it's in the same sign as the season of like the astrological season that we're in right now so right now for where i am it's i think it's virgo or maybe it's switched what's the date oh actually okay it's either virgo or libra right now um by the time this goes up it will be libra but when it's a new moon it's in libra and then when it's a full moon it's the sign that's opposite that but you don't need to well, you could you could follow the signs they're like more inspiration but you could also just follow the new full moon cycle too i actually a while ago put up a video for the leo full moon and i have a video of what lunar living means and how it can help us so i'll link that as well if that's something that you're interested in it's definitely helped me a lot and i find it very useful for my own energy and kind of goal setting slow living and intentional living have been really important to me in my life recently so it's really great to be able to share what I know and what I've learned with you. This obviously barely scratches the surface of what slow living is. It's such a personal and private journey, slow living and intentional living and personal alignment. So I hope that it gave you some inspiration and encouragement on your journey. And I'd love to hear from you if it brought up anything, if you have had any of your own insights and tips for living more intentionally and slowly other than that thank you for being here i wish you a wonderful day and i hope to see you in the next one Bye.